It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood back recording on a Thursday night. And fellas, I feel like I haven't been here for a while. It's great to see all of your faces after like 10 days away from from speaking with you guys. It's it's great to be back. Um, what a time. What a time. Summertime. Great weather. Although the weather hasn't been good the last about 48 hours. But before that, weather seemed pretty good. How are you all doing? Staples Banks, you, you're feeling good over there? Head's okay now? Feel yeah, right? I mean that that entire episode just came and went without you even like being in the country yeah. or even yeah. <laughs> the dome piece is a little swollen still out back. It's uh, it's like having a big lump up there. But uh, the one of the nicest compliments I've ever been paid when the person took out my staples, I asked like, oh, like is there like kind of scarring or is it noticeable? And she said, <laughs> and I quote. No, actually, like your bald spot kind of distracts you from like seeing where the spot is. Just <laughs> one of the more wow. savage things I've ever heard in my life. So, um, you know, things are great. Things are fantastic over here. Wow. That's, that's, I mean, <laughs> talk about one of the all time backhanded <laughs> ways to make you feel better of all time. That is tough. That is tough. Um, glad, glad that you're, you're back in one piece. You're back in one piece. Glad to be back in the, I'm glad to be back in the country. I'm glad to be talking about some Baltimore sports. Let's talk Baltimore Orioles. Um, disappointing, serious loss at the Cubs at a Cubs team. That's, that's, you know, not one of the best, not one of the finest baseball teams out there right now, but they go to Tampa Bay, um, and grab a split there, which I think is all you can ask for. Um, Got way ahead in the game on Tuesday and almost blew it. End up winning eight to six. Then really, we're never in the game Wednesday after a tough first inning for Tyler Wells. Um, RDT, break down the the sort of the last week for us in Orioles baseball from your perspective. Uh, had that nice five game winning streak, and then it's been a little bit more of a mixed bag um, in this three and three stretch uh, since the start of this Toronto series, which is a nice series win um, at home. Yeah, the, the the Toronto series was fun. It started with that. Um... That nice 11-4 just whopping of uh, the uh, the Blue Jays. That's always fun. They fit very well against the Blue Jays this year. Um, that was kind of their kryptonite last year. Um, that was the team that that kind of got them. Um, so, again, to see them playing well against them is, is awesome. They're not playing at their best, and the Orioles are kind of kicking them when they're down, so that's always nice. Um, again, you got the series win there. And then it's, like you know, off Chicago, and, I mean, I know people who went out there. There was a ton of Orioles orange out there, and they looked – gross for two games and i will say that i will i'm not an excuse guy the day games are it's bullshit i mean it's they they played like four day games in a row i think everything was thrown off brian doesn't brian doesn't like that argument but as a former player friday, you know it's he's the a big friday day game is fucking stupid it's stupid is, i don't like is it. this an early Dude, hot take here it may be, yeah, maybe we could start the segment now. Um, but again, I mean, they lose. What is what is bad about it? Friday. What is bad about it? Thanks. Why don't you tell I us? I think what's number bad one for for them for the players. I think it throws everything off. Again, they 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 finish the game four o'clock, five o'clock on Thursday. Fly to Chicago. Get there at what? Maybe I don't know. They probably got in at eleven midnight. Ooh, that girl is going to be all over the. Uh, the girl at LSU that's going to be like the new Twitter girl that everyone sees. Um, great ass. <laughs> and, um, so again, they get in at probably, I don't know, 11 or midnight, and then you got to turn around the next day and you're playing at one. I know they're professionals. I know it's not the first time ever, but I think that definitely threw them off because they got smoked that game. They lost three to two um, on Saturday. 
And then Father's Day, they turned it around. There was a nice win there. Um, Kramer did his kind of normal thing. And I know wins aren't wins like they were when we were younger. Like, nobody cares about pitcher wins. But Kramer, eight and three is kind of crazy. It's just, like, it doesn't seem like that's how the year should have gone. Um, and then the Tampa series was weird. It's just been a weird week. All day games, except for Tuesday. Two, day, two days off this week, too. Monday and Thursday. Like, save one of those and give it to them in the, in the second half. Like, two days off right now. Um, and then Seattle coming in, who last time I checked, Seattle was up 10 to nothing on the Yankees. So, tough night for Booney. But, um, yeah, the, the, the game yesterday was not great. Tyler Wells, I think it was his second, like, pretty class, you classified as a bad start. He gave up two home runs. Um, he errors the same inning, and he – the offense just couldn't really get anything going. Um, so that, yeah, that was tough. And then Tuesday you had the bullpen, the middle relief is it's an issue. And and I talked about it with some people today and it's, it's becoming a thing because again, you got guys like Brian Baker who are overworked. Perez is just bad. Um, any Keegan Aiken looked good the other day, but anything in their middle relief is just not hitting now, not ripping at all. Um, they got to f- figure out a way to shore that up. Cause it ain't Michael Givens. And, um, Dylan Tate had his uh, rehab assignment Saturday in Norfolk, faced four batters and walked four guys. So I'm not really counting on him for anything. But again, now I think they, I think it's their longest homestand of the year. Ten straight games, um, three, what are they? No, ten day homestand. I'm sorry, not ten games, but maybe ten games. I can't count. But um, again, you know, Seattle, Cincy, and Minnesota teams who are. Cincinnati's obviously very hot. The other two teams aren't anything too special. So I think I think, you know, four I think would be a good home stand here and and uh you know we'll we'll see how they how they feel against uh Seattle tomorrow. Banks, you you also against the day game? I'm not against the day game. I think the Chicago Wrigley Bleacher day game is one of the best things going. There's there's no better time to be had. You wanna call it unfair or imbalanced like like sure fine we just built a ballpark where left hand or right-handed home runs are virtually non-existent and we have our team structure around left-hand hitters it's just home it's just home field advantage like it just it's part of the package so uh you win some you lose some you go on the road to chicago you got to deal with the day games you just deal with it you know you just gotta go out there play ball do your best they dropped a couple duds they're due to drop a couple duds to a bad team is what it is not gonna whine about day games. I just, I, I didn't, I didn't. I would, you would think that you would think people, the guys would kind of get up for that. It's like the experience of being there at Wrigley. You're, you're in the. It's like a little bit different. I would actually think guys would get up for that and not like be tired for that than like going on a you know seven oh five Friday game in Minnesota. Like you got to get it way more for the Wrigley Field afternoon game. I would think. I, doesn't seem like they did. I, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> – I also don't think I would like it if it was a normal thing, the 120 on a Friday because the game ends and then it's 4 o'clock and you're just stumbling, stumbling around Wrigleyville. I think Banks that's and Taylor a, just have way more respect fantastic. for the game than you do, Eric. Like you're you're not appreciating the rich history of Wrigley Field and you know all the tradition I, and you know those guys are just swept up in it and you're just a cold kind of cynical, I, you know, get off my no, lawn guy. No, I mean, enjoy the ballpark all you want. But – there's, yeah. I mean, especially between Memorial Day, Labor Day, let the let the 1 p.m. games be. I want 1 p.m. games all the time. Do it Saturday. Do it Saturday. I'm fine with that. Do it Sunday. 
They do. I kind of enjoy. I mean, the Rays had a great crowd for that afternoon game the other day. I mean, that was a, a very good crowd. Will they get like ten thousand people in there? Nineteen. I think they. I think. I know. I. I think they announced more than that. Didn't they? I thought I saw nineteen I, yesterday. Yeah. Oh, I thought they announced more than that. But um, yeah, I, I'm a fan of the afternoon games in the summer. I think you can like gimmick it, especially if you do um it on a holiday or whatever. I think it's fun. I, you know, holiday, you guys yeah, chatted. Holiday fine, but random fry. I, I don't know. I was I was not about it, but um, not. I obviously have been a little. I was a little off the grid from an Orioles watching perspective last week, and I'm sure you guys, um, you guys sort of chatted through some of the things that have come up, and I was sort of consuming some of the stuff on Twitter as I went through my my week abroad. I, it's amazing. And maybe this is me being naive, and we talk about this sometimes. It's amazing to me some of the like the gross negativity that goes on anytime any little thing goes wrong. It's like the team is forty five and twenty eight. They are you know behind in the division to the best team in the league by three games, and they have the you know essentially you're right there with Texas for the second best record in the American League. And to me, like I look at I looked at Twitter a couple times last week when I wasn't necessarily like following the results of the games as hard. And I was like, God, they must have lost last night. I mean, look at everybody complaining. And then it was like, oh, no, win. Like you know, beat the Blue Jays. Like, I, so I'm I'm interested to see like how that how the narratives around the team develops. Look, is the the Jorge Mateo experience is clearly like you know descending into something that's becoming a little bit untenable. But um, I think of like the the line that Scott Van Pelt brought out for Maryland fans during the 1920 season, which was a little bit different thing. Cause that was, you know, that had a lot of baggage going on with Mark Turgeon as opposed to this, where the team is ascending, but like, there's gotta be a little bit of like an enjoy the moment situation and not a like panic button. Every time the team loses at this point, like, I don't know if we're to that point yet. And that's sort of what I was observing a little bit last week. Um, obviously they're going to have to make some changes as they go through the year to continue to boost the team as a contender. RDT, I agree with you. Middle relief, definitely an issue. I mean, you cannot have what happened um, a couple of days ago, where you go up by that much, and and you know you start to kind of blow the game in the middle of the in the middle innings. They need to find some depth there, and maybe that's a uh, something they go trade for. Like maybe that's just not within the organization at this point. They just don't have that that guy that can come up and do that. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm now very interested, and that sort of leads me in my next point. I'm now very interested to see what moves they make externally because everyone obsesses over the internal moves they can make with whatever prospects they can bring up or, you know, you know, all the different guys that are talked about constantly, you know, how good Norfolk's lineup is every night with all these different guys. But like, will they go out and make a move to kind of do like, will they make like a win now trade? Will they make a couple win now trades? That now to me is the fascinating um, topic for them as an organization. Do they look at the guys out there and think, this is an amazing start, but this is a little ahead of schedule. We don't want to make the win now trade. Or do they think, okay, we now have a window here. You know, we go out there with Tampa Bay every single time we play them. Who's, you know, the kind of assumed best team in baseball right now. Um, and we compete with them in Atlanta. Who's got the second best record. They played a great series in Atlanta against them. They, they've really stood up to all of the, the best teams when they've gotten a shot at them. I'm fascinated to see whether they make some sort of move, and we can talk about that as the weeks go on. It was just what came to me last week as I was thinking about Orioles, and like, what am I going to come back on the show and say after not watching a ton for a week? And that was the the conjecture is so much about like Westberg and all these different guys. Like, when are they coming up? And it's like, well, 
do they now go out and kind of address some of the like the below, you know, the below the surface needs that you touch on RDT, like middle relief and like go find a guy that can help them in that spot that maybe wins them more games than bring every single prospect coming to the sun up. That will be very interesting to me. Yeah, and and I, they're obviously they're going to make moves. People are going to come up. They're going to make trades. But and and going back to your first original point, like, oh no, they lost one game. It's over. We have to ride. We have to make a, tr- a trade, or we have to do this. I think that again, I've talked about it. That's the casual Ravens fans who are coming over. Where one game in football a loss, it's huge. You know, especially a division game, it's massive. So you have to react after every game. Whereas baseball, it's one hundred and sixty-two of these, like. Again, it's like, is it is a loss in June to the Blue Jays bad? Not really. Like, but then there, you know, you say that, and there are people who are like, "Oh, you don't want to win," and it's like, no, you have to be realistic. You're gonna fucking lose seventy times. Like, it's gonna happen. So the 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 freaking out, it, it's kind of leveled out. But now I think people are more upset with, you know, again, like you said, Mateo. He, I mean, the, the, some stuff like that. Mateo not being up, still playing every day. Um, West is still raking down there. Colton Cowser still raking down there. That's all they do. Um, I'm looking for our buddy, Tim Barbele said at the plate, Jorge Mateo since May 4th, this is a 40 game sample size, 125 at bats. He's batting a buck city, a 191 on base percentage, a 192 slugging percentage, a 383 OPS. That is oh my God. disgusting. Four extra base hits. Nine RBIs and 37 strikeouts. I don't care how good a defense you are and how fast you are. If you're putting up those numbers, you know, something has to change. And I, I'm I'm sure, you know, again, I think Westbrook, I had said that Friday would be Cowser's debut. You know, that that was that's where I put it at. Um obviously with the emergence of Hicks, I think that's gonna happen now. And you know, Mullins is on his way back. You know, soon he played in a rehab game last night and tonight. Um, you know, again, I think Mateo will get moved to the bench. We'll bring Westberg up. Kowser will be up, and then we'll go from there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it hasn't been the best couple weeks for the Orioles. But again, like you said, not playing the best baseball. They're still what five games back of, of the Rays, who have just been on an absolute historic streak. Like this is an okay spot to be. Would you rather be the Yankees nine and a half games out? You know. Toronto again, World Series pick. They're ten and a half games out. So they still have the best record in the division in the last ten games. So again, it's like you're allowed to breathe and take this in and like enjoy it. But again, if you say that online, people being like, "Well, I'm satisfied with first place or second place in June." It's like that's that's not what this is about. Again, there's a bigger picture here. It's not just right now, like this team right now. The roster isn't what it's going to be in in August, September, October. So I've, again, just everyone's you got to chill out. It's such a long season. We're not even at the all-star break yet. Like we're not calling for heads to roll or anything like that. So. Yeah, I think that that's all, that's all right in line. It's, it's just like, uh, you know, overreacting about some of that stuff, but yeah, they, they're going to have to make a decision about Mateo. That that's just the, I read that same tweet RET earlier today. And I was like, that is, I mean, that is just so atrocious. So atrocious. It's not even like he's giving like good at bats. I mean, his bats are it's he's swinging at the first pitch every single time. He has zero approach up there. He just goes up there to swing, and he'll like he'll swing and miss the first one. He'll foul off the second one, and then they throw the third one right in the dirt, like in the other batter's box, and he swings at it. If I could, if I could responsibly 
gamble on how many pitches in at a bat, I would do. I would never do even three for Teo. He's just swinging at everything. It's it's awful, legit awful. So yeah, something has to change. Again, he could be a fine bench piece. At least people want to get rid of Adam Frazier. At least Frazier comes through with big hits, and Frazier also gives like good quality at bats. If he needs to move someone over, he'll move him over. So he, you know, Mateo just he looks lost. He doesn't look like he cares, and and obviously he cares, but it's like. Yeah, something has to change. And again, I, I think it will soon. I hope so soon, but they can't keep trotting out there. It's 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 getting bad. Jake, what's your like biggest pre All Star break Orioles thought? And then we'll move on. Yeah, I don't know. Like something's got to be done with the middle relief. I think it just it seems like way too often. Even if you get a good start uh, from whoever it is that's starting the game, you get to those guys right now, and it's just a hodgepodge of dudes that cannot keep a lead together. I mean, we saw it the other night. They almost blew the first game against the Rays. Uh, in what would have been spectacular fashion. So I think like if they're going to make a, a trade deadline move, I don't think it has to even be anything huge. You don't have to like go after an ace or a Stroman or whoever it might be. Just get a guy that's going to solidify that a little bit and just provide some stability there because it's just such a precipitous drop off. And then like just counting on getting to the eighth inning in Cano and then Bautista to close it out after that is it just doesn't seem sustainable to me. And it feels like to your point about the people that are kind of having these, you know, catastrophic sort of, uh, you know, toxic kind of rants against the, uh, the team. It, it honestly is like, it's a completely like polar dynamic right now where the people, I think for the most part, like us, although I think we kind of have our misgivings at times too, people like us who generally trust this front office. And then there's people who completely distrust them and they're coming at it from that angle. And we come at it more from like the, okay, just chill out angle. And I think, you know, it shouldn't be that hard to find middle ground, but it's just that's the polarized nature of Twitter, I guess. And I don't know, it probably isn't going anywhere anytime soon, especially if the issues continue to uh, continue to persist here. I don't really think they will, though. I think if they can just get to the all-star break, make a couple moves, I think bring one of these young guys up, do what you got to do with Mateo. And then, like I said, figure out that middle relief. They'll be fine after the uh, the break there. What's weird about that point, I, I, I agree with you, I think. And maybe it's less about the distrust of like this specific run office and more of like this deeper to distrust in the organization as a whole over the course of a bunch of years of losing. Um, so I'm not sure this specific group of executives in the like the baseball operations piece of it have done a lot to like, you know, bring upon distrust, but the ownership has. So that's probably where that continues to stem from. And the four of us, and that includes Penny as well, have sort of go the other direction and gave these people a chance kind of separate of the ownership uh, flaws. So, yeah, um, fair interesting stretch. Um, as you said, RDT kind of coming up for the Orioles against a lot of teams, and it feels like you know they could put together a nice string of wins against and some series wins and and continue to you know kind of roll along here. What's so funny is we don't even celebrate. Like, last year we were celebrating every little milestone, like they're within five games of 500, and now they're within one game of 500, and now they're 500, and now they're above 500, and now they're three games above 500. Now they're like, you know, one of the best five teams in the league. We're just like, ah, this is, you know, this is whatever, kind of rolling. It's it's such a flip from what a year ago was such a, a, a celebration of just being average. Um, and now the fan base wants more, which is great. This is this is a great this is a great place to be in. Um, so good for them. Um, let's move on. Let's do starting five. No real Ravens discussion. I, you guys told me that OBJ got food poisoning or something. I don't know if there's a there's a lot to say there. <laughs> Not from Jimmy Seafood, our presenting sponsor. Not no, from Jimmy's. no, 
No. They, confer- they no, confirmed as did. much that he went elsewhere. They go. literally that's, tagged that's where cool. it was in the, in the in the Facebook and in the Instagram post. Not absolutely outed. Did you uh, see there was start- some kid? Okay. Who, who real quick? There was some kid who tweeted. Probably got it from at Jimmy's, and Jimmy's quote tweeted it with the picture and said like keep shooting or something like that. Or I thought this was it or something like that. It was a. <laughs> It was a pretty, it was a pretty good one. Yeah. It was a, it was a Jimmy special. So sorry, Taylor, you can go on. No, no, that was, that's good. That's good. That's good. Um, Context that Jimmy's is not going to sit down and let their, uh, let their good name be, be uh, slandered in any way on the internet, which is good by them. Go defend yourself. Uh, let's do a starting five draft presented by fed thrill here. Um, you can get 20% off your fed thrill sunglasses with the promo code exit 52. Um, Tons of different styles. Um, it fed throw. You got your Maryland styles, your Raven styles, your Oriole styles, all those different things. You can use Exit 52 at checkout. Um, $10 off with Fed Thrill. So shout out to them. Uh, I was just on a bachelor party, fellas, in Miami uh, for friend of the show, Marty Suma, who has contributed a lot to the program on some branding and logo and different things. Fronts. He's been on the show before. So if you're a long time listener of the show, you've heard Marty on this program. He gets married in September. Um, and I had the uh, pleasure of being with him on his bachelor party in Miami over the weekend. So we decided to draft bachelor party, what bachelor party activities, bachelor party things. Is that kind of what we're going just with here? Things, the angle? Very general. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. things in general. I also was on a bachelor Dang. party, by the way. Damn, we you guys have friends. That's true. That's true. Cool. Yeah. Where's was where was yours, Black? Austin. Mm, another I, good, I mean, you and I were both in trendy bachelor party locales. I noticed yeah. you had the Butler Pitch and Putt hat on. Is that a uh did you just pick that up? That is a new pickup. It was uh only like 105 degrees when we played it. But uh yeah. Mm. It's a good time. It's uh it's a cool spot. They Gatorade uh canned Gatorade, which is always Ooh. a treat. Yeah. Wow. Very nice. That would, very nice. Yeah, yeah. That would rip. I had three of those. <laughs> does, you don't see rip. those. You don't see those a lot. You got to get them. What flavor, what flavor did you go with? Just straight lemon lime. That's all they had, but that's all you need. That's all that should that's be in the can. Fruit punch. It's like the Gator. Fruit punch would be good in the can too. Gator dash aid. Yeah. yeah. I'm still picking lemon. lemon lime all day, every day. And that's scenario. Lemon lime is, a, is, yeah, that's a good one in a can to have. Um, let me make a draft order here, boys, real quick. Ba, 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 ba. The draft order is randomized. Banks, you have the first pick. RDT, you have the second pick. I have the third pick. Jake, you have the fourth pick. So, Banks, bachelor party activity starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. Bachelor party things, just say anything about it. Like it's on. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm bachelor take- party activities is in our group chat, so that's why I went with that. But yes. Okay. Well, it's funny you said that. I'm taking group chats. I think the lead up and the post, the post uh, bachelor party group chat, the lead up in terms of like, hey, we're gonna do this, here we're gonna do that. There's sometimes uh, it's it's always interesting because you got multiple friend groups that maybe have some inside jokes, and then you kind of get in on each other's inside jokes. You create inside jokes as they're going on. You kind of talk about it. Oftentimes, there's like three, four weeks, maybe more before the wedding, and so you've got kind of all that time where you're just like kicking around these jokes that you know you're just going to kind of reminisce on. And when you're at the wedding after the, you know, the reception, you got cigars late in the night and you're having a 
nightcap and you're just kind of keeping them rolling over and over, like all stems from the bachelor party. So that's, I'm taking group chats slash email threads. Email threads. Yeah, the, the, uh, the group chat is so good too, because it's just like, in the days leading up and during it, it's just popping and then it just dies and never to come back again. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, that's the best. That's the way Like, it's like everyone is like the closest of friends for like 72 hours and then it just goes away. Well, you do get the, uh, and this, I guess this could fall into a subset of like another pick or another couple picks probably, but you do get the guy, I feel like sometimes who gets a little too into like the group chat and is like, what's up you debaucherous sure. little fuckers. Like he's like, just trying to be like super edgy. It's like, just chill out, dude. Like, come on. Like you could get those guys and that can ruin the vibe. But yeah, I do like that as a one, one. That's a very good point. That's a, yeah. 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 <laughs> I got so many names coming to my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good point jake where you're just like all right and then you're side chatting with the boys you like know the best in the thing and you're like yeah who the hell's this yeah, guy this <laughs> you're like shut up he's like one of the accountants yeah. that your buddy like worked with yeah. so like nobody else knows him. and you're like all right dude yeah we get it dude oh fuck yeah, well we get it god damn it we get you you like, want to get the bachelor saw the face that. i made Nobody else saw the face that Brian made when I said accountant. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not an accountant anymore. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Just move, I, move I know. That's what I was going to say. This is LinkedIn I'm banks. Yeah. yeah, LinkedIn yeah. B. How's that? I that's already a good the second pick. pick. That's a very good pick. See, I was going to take that too because I assumed banks go golf for one. That's what I, okay. I thought that would be your one. I'll take golf. We, we've I done just, it. I've done it. This is, I mean, it's literally, I mean, that was on a T for it, mm. but wow. group chat, group chat was good. Um, I've done it uh, three or four times. And again, like it's, it's the group chat just kind of split up a little bit. And, and again, I was on one a month and a half ago and that's where the famous maybe hole in one, not hole in one play, uh, happened. And again, we're still talking about it like to this day, but again, it was fun. Again, you get the guys out there. It's a day away from everybody. You're still drinking, but you're not pounding them like like you are at the house or hotel or whatever. Um, and then again, it's just you're just playing golf with the boys. So I feel like that's pretty. And again, you're all in like a nice place. Like you're playing in Florida or or Texas or you know. And we went out to to Phoenix, so it, you're always at a nice place playing some sick course. So it's always the bachelor time. almost made a one uh, at the pitching pot. Mm. But would have also not been a hole in one, one, but it would have been a really cool moment for him. It would have been a very cool moment for the boys. It would have been quite a pop off. Yeah, it would have been a nice pop off for sure. Yeah. The only Um, reason I didn't take golf is just because it's so it's just so just always in in my in my world. Like it's not like a, a new thing. So I guess group chats are also always pop in you never get i feel like i feel like you'll never get a full group of guys that are all like gonna take it seriously so like you'll have to do a scramble sometimes or whatever and you know i i feel like it's it's it could have potential to like not be great for everyone i think the scramble is pretty much always the play yeah i think the paired unless you have a unless you have a yeah unless you have a really really serious group where everyone really wants to play like I think like that brings everybody into it and just allows you to not feel bad about um, like getting more drunk. Um, the parent scramble. I, yeah. The parent scrambles. Yeah. The parent scrambles. Um, 
I'm between a few here. I'm going to take the like the feeling you get surrounding whatever scenario the first drink is consumed in. Like when everybody gets there and you just crack whatever, whether it's the first crack open at the house or it's the first few people that get there and they go to a bar waiting for everybody else. The first drink of a bachelor party, everybody's fresh. Everybody's absolutely ready to roll for the weekend. You know you're going to get into a lot of, lot of stuff. You know you're going to get hammered night after night after night. I just love the feeling of that that first drink where it's like, you're just looking at the guy that's it's his bachelor party. He's got all his like best friends around him. That's just a good feeling. That that brings me a lot of joy every time I'm a part of that. So I'm gonna take like the first drink first drink of the weekend. Cracking up in a cold one with the boys. Yeah. In this specific scenario, always plays. Uh Jake, you have two. So oh, good. I'm wondering at four, does the is that does that cover airport beers? And I am totally fine to say that it covers it. And I can take something else. I would say no, just because again, you're not you're usually not with the entire group. Like you may yeah. fly out with a buddy or yes. two to where you I would going. also say no. Correct. I, think I would give it to you. Taylor is more here. the first everybody's here, you know, you're getting ready to go out that beer or whatever. Yeah. Again, you're with everybody. Like yeah, after yeah, you've yeah. gone yeah. to the like after you've gone to the liquor store and you've like brought back the beers and like everyone's started to crack them. I think yours is different, Jake. I yeah. think it's a very different because normally different. you're with like a couple the, of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna go airport beers because that's like you're what you're talking about is great, but what I'm talking about it's almost like the Thursday to the Friday of that and you're starting to like feel that excitement. And you know, like you say you get there by yourself and you're just like looking forward to a great weekend and you know you, you sit down at whatever BWI or wherever you are and you just get yourself a nice a nice beer and you just uh, look forward to the weekend and maybe somebody rolls up and they start to enjoy one with you. And then somebody else rolls up and the just airport beers, just, it's always pleasant, but I feel like going to a bachelor party, it's, it's even more heightened. I, I think I, I texted you guys when I was flying out to Phoenix a couple weeks ago, it was that crazy Royals game where the Orioles were up like six, nothing and then went down like eight to seven or something and then coming back to win. But I, I was sitting at, I think Duclaw in BWI. I think it was Duclaw. Or it was it's whatever brewery you know thing they have in there, and I I think I texted you guys that I was sitting next to a guy who played baseball at Alcorn State with Steve McNair, so mm. yeah it was like again like Jake you were talking about you know oh you start talking because you know I make it I made I made a statement about Chapman trying to pitch because he was awful in that game and he said something too and he yeah you know I played and again it's that kind of like. You know that it's just one of the stories that kind of goes into the to the party. So yeah, I that, that's a good pick, nice. and completely separate from Taylor. So. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's separate. Both really good. Cool. I will snake it with. There's always one. Uh, the guy that goes way too hard on night one, and he's just a fucking. <laughs> he's just a fucking wreck the next morning. He's just like he sleeps in way more than everybody else. He comes out of the dark room just a pale look on his face. He probably hasn't partied in a while. Maybe one of the older guys in the group. It's just always a, a funny scene, kind of a sad scene, uh, but it's just guy that just takes it way too deep night one. We all know him. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Part of the show, Keith Snedden on Sean Albee's Patch Party, which is called Just envisioning him laying on that couch in Dewey Beach. It was tough. Probably. Especially especially. And they have to eject themselves from the bar early, and you just know that's who it's going to be. That always happens too, like the self ejection when the person just absolutely. I feel goes like it's hard. a like look around and, and like size up who it could be, and then like you, you take your bets, and then you see who it is, and it's just always a always and a funny thing. 
It's a perfect segue because that is going to be my pick. Watching people eject themselves from the bar early is one of my favorite parts of a bachelor party when they just know it's over and they leave. I love that. The Irish goodbye. It's like, where'd this person go? And then you go back and they're just laying on the couch. One of my favorite parts about a bachelor party, and it happens on every single one. Yeah. So I'm taking the self-ejection. It's never been me. Thankfully, I've been able to keep myself together. But I love when somebody's just like, that enough i'm done could be night one could be night two you know whatever it is i i love a good self-ejection especially when it's an irish goodbye and no one has any idea where they are it's like oh they must be fine and then they're just over just like laid out on the couch uh at the end of the night sports center is just you know me- bathing them in this soft blue glow you know with the the tv channel, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. just a bunch of beer cans on the table like a, just a half-eaten pizza box like we we all know yeah. that scene always make my house you get home is your is your first person you think of here the same one as me? <laughs> me? Maybe. Uh maybe. We can we can converse offline if you don't want to say who it is. Are you trying to get the pipe? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not who get in line, but that's yeah. funny. Uh, <laughs> trying to get the pipe. <laughs> I love inside jokes. Love to be a part of one someday. Oh my god, that's what I should have thought of. That's what I should have thought of. Um, <laughs> RDT. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, you guys, you, you let me know if this, if this goes against what Jake has said and kind of what Taylor said, not overdoing it on the first night, like yourself personally. No, that's different. That's, I like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Again, you have, you're, pacing, you're saying pace, you're saying a good pacing, a good pace. Yeah. Establishing yeah. a good pace. Yeah. Probably similar to the guys you were talking about. If I mean, you, if you die the first night, the rest of the weekend is always awful for you. Like you don't recover. Brutal. Yes, yes, because you're not sleeping well. You're not eating. Yes, yes, it's always so. Again, like to have the 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 wherewithal to like, I'll have a couple beers, maybe a shot or, or this or that, you know. But I'm not absolutely putting it back. You know, like like I could. It's it's it's, yeah, it's pacing yourself. It's putting the governor on it. You know, kind of do do whatever. But yeah, knowing to pace yourself the first night. I think that's a good pick. Because you feel so good about it too. Like if you wake up like where you feel like you went pretty hard, but you wake up fresh, ready to go mm-hmm. for like the day drink that inevitably comes on day two, rolling into the night. You feel so good about yourself. You're like, I did yeah, this right. Like, I, yeah. I, you left some in the tank. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, gotta have, you have momentum going into the rest of it. Yeah, because then you're fine for whatever activities that day. You're not sleeping till like eleven thirty or twelve, and like half the group is gone, and the other half is like, oh yeah, we were kind of waiting to see if you're alive or not. Like, yeah, it's it's. And again, every bachelor party has one, you know, where they're just ripping, ripping, just absolutely ripping. They're ripping in the tail. Yeah. Uh, Brian, I, I think that's a really good segue into my pick here. I'm going to take uh, the guy who goes on the breakfast run that that first morning mm. uh, when you wake mm. up. The guy goes out and gets the donuts, or just goes out and doesn't even take orders necessarily. He just says, "I'm going to get six sausage McMuffins and six egg McMuffins and six of this and six of this, and we're just going to throw it all together. And here's a fuck ton of hash browns, and we're just going to pick up the pieces and move from there." That's leading from the front, right there. It's mm-hmm. big time stuff. He gets the coffees. He gets everybody kind of rallied, gets their mind right for the next day. Sometimes you're going to have your stragglers that are just in just fractured and just 
just not able to pick it up, but um, the guy who just who just leads that effort. I was that guy on Sunday of this bachelor party. I, I Uber eats uh, Dunkin' Donuts for the group because I was up first. Oh boy, yeah. oh boy, that's that's yeah. a yeah, that's a move. So good. That's a gentleman so and a scholar. And Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts messed up the order so brutally. I got like twenty five bucks back on the Uber eats order. Wow. <laughs> it was so bad. I like select because, you know, in that situation, you're trying to get the most simple donuts because you're trying to just get things people are going to like. You don't need to go out of bounds, right? Everyone's – and they just gave me a bunch of random donuts. I just asked for like some chocolate, some regular glaze, blah, 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 like make it pretty easy. They were all over the place. I think that's a that's a very good pick. That is always – and sometimes if you're just the early riser, that's just got to be you and you know what you have to go do and you have to you know do it for the group. That's a that's a good good pick. Mm. Uh, Banks, okay. coming back around. Yeah, my next one. So I'm not really sure how we're like going about this draft, but it's a topic I just generally want to speak to. If we're if we're taking something in terms of us liking it and supporting it, I'm gonna take not having a strip club guy on the bachelor party. The guy who's just like, oh yeah, let's go to strip club, let's go strippers, yeah, fuck yeah, that guy. It's so nice not to have that guy, and so like. If if the framing of us taking this were to be just whatever, I would take that guy as just a guy to talk about. Like that guy sucks. And I know that's like white knighting. Like oh yeah, strip club. Yeah, some Banks is so cool. He's too cool for strip clubs. It's just like I did, just come on. Like it's it's so it's so played out and cliche and lame for the most part. You're just throwing away money. Like, I don't know. Like there's so much better things to do. It should be, should be uh, you spending time with the boys and just dudes being dudes. Like what's better than that? No, I agree. I wrote that down actually uh, something to that effect. And um, the, so it's funny, like I, I should have probably prefaced this by saying that I've only been on one bachelor party. Actually, I told you guys before we got going here, uh, I feel like I got pretty much the entirety of an experience because I was with some pretty experienced partiers and bachelor party guys, because these are all mid thirties guys. Uh, and I don't want to like out anyone, but there was definitely a big, you know, a big strip club push among certain contingents. And there was a lot of time spent in one in the great city of new Orleans on, you know, bourbon street, which was awesome. Uh, and there might've been certain immediate family members of mine that spent a lot of time, uh, in one, you know, one or nights or more, maybe more than one nights, kind of, kind of late, you know, and things of that nature. But yeah, it, it was, you know, fun. I hadn't really even, I think I had been in maybe one strip club before that. So, you know, I went in there, I had my fun with, but I was just kind of like, yeah, this is a little like, you know, what are we doing? I got, I, I'd rather just I go on a bourbon is, street. Like, yeah, I guess this is outing my hot take. I wish I guess it's not a hot take since you guys are all agreeing with me was going to be, I think the strip club on the bachelor party is the dumbest thing you can do on the bachelor party. Yeah. Like we, we mm -hmm. did and we went to, all right, so I'll, I'll give that and then I'll give black eyed, um, Susan spice company, their love here afterwards, but now we're sponsor. We're doing a sponsor within a sponsor segment here. Yeah. Inception. But, um, inception. Um, we went to a club called 11 in Miami, and I would say this is probably as high end of a strip club type of place you're going to find. It's like kind of like part strip club, part dance club, part like they were doing like trapeze acrobatics, like Cirque du Soleil stuff. And then Sean Paul played at three in the morning. So this wasn't your like typical strip club scenario. But I agree. None of the parts of the strip club experience are married with 
what the bachelor party starts to be about, which is the boys being the boys and hanging out and chatting and having a good time together. Like just watching your watching guys get led away to lap dances. Like that's not really like what you're going for. I feel like in a bachelor party scenario, and maybe maybe people can can you know get in our DMs or get in our uh, you know replies and be like, you guys are way off here. This is like what we live for on the bachelor party. But I just feel and Banks is a good point because there is sometimes a guy who's like, let's we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. It's like. You don't have to go. Like it's not <laughs> that. Like if this place didn't have sixty other things going on, I would have been like, like we should have just gone to a regular club. This is kind of like, and, like a, and we have touched on it a little bit already. But it's just got like guy who maybe has seen the Hangover one too many times, and it's just like really kind of leaning <laughs> into like we got to do this, we got to do that, and like strip club is on a short list, and he's just he's gonna get to a strip club, and you're gonna go with him, and you're gonna like it. Although you know maybe not. So. I just think like that is, and we had a great, I mean, we had a really good time and part of it is because everyone was kind of treating it like a regular club and not a strip club. Um, but I'm just, I just, and maybe that's just because my, my personal thoughts, I'm just not a strip club guy, but I just think that is like a way too overvalued part of like, we're going on a bachelor party. Oh, do you guys, it's like, that feels like it's everyone's first question. It's like, oh, did you guys go, go to a strip club? It's like, no, like did not like want to 70s, literally, literally would have like a 70s thing, especially if you're in cities like, like banks, you were just in Austin. Like, so many awesome things to do in Austin at night. All, so many different bars you can go to, whether you want to go eat or you want to go party or whatever. Like you can go to so many different places. New Orleans, you talked about Jake. Like, you know, there's so much debauchery going on in Bourbon Street. You don't even go to a strip club to find your debauchery. It's just out there to be had. Um, like you don't need to have it there. Um, I think in my so case, yeah, that, like the, guys, that was, the guys did it right because they like they all sort of went at the end of the night and you could kind of opt in or opt out. And, you know, that's fair. Yeah. yeah you yeah. can get your I think yeah. if you're going to do it, like if you're going to be that guy, like you got to do it that way. You got to like you got to allow for an opt out. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the right central way to go about it. But, yeah, I just think like, you know. I, yeah, I would I would do other things if, if when whenever my bachelor party occurs. Um. All right, who's up now? That what a what a thing! I was like, this will be a hot, good hot take, and we won't talk about it. Then you said it, Banks, and I was like, oh, we can just get right on this right now. There you just go. get the segment done We're right just now. Just a podcast full of prudes. None of none of us. Just a, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone's gonna be everyone's gonna be like fucking nerds. Yeah, everyone's gonna be like, look at these fucking guys. Virgin dorks. <laughs> Don't even like seeing titties. Fuck. You would think that would make us want to go more to the strip club if that's what we were. Yeah, I think that you know. I would I would maybe go if, ironic yeah, if if we were just so just to have a laugh. <laughs> That's what yeah, but like there are always guys that say that they're doing that, but they're really, you know, we know what they're doing. Oh, it's a joke. Getting a lap dance is a joke, guys. It's, it's funny. Totally hilarious. <laughs> I mean, where's the ATM? I gotta go take out four hundred dollars. Um Yeah, wouldn't it be funny if I tipped this girl like five hundred bucks? Yeah. Dude, no, yeah, dude, dude I think she I think she likes me. Um Yeah, I think it's I think it's me. Is it I'm gonna go with uh, no. It's RDT. It's I think it's RDT. Is it? Because we're coming back around here, Jake. Okay. Banks. Yeah. He picked yeah. golf after yeah. me in round one. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. So my pick, and this is the opposite of Taylor's, the late night food run guy, the guy who, when you're leaving the bars or other places, you could go, send a group chat, a group text to the chat. Two hundred dollars worth of McDonald's will be here in ten minutes or fifteen minutes or something, and it's just like you get that life back. Because again, everyone at the end of the night, you're like, I'm fucking starving. Like, oh, we got to go get some. Do we go somewhere? Guy already left. He went to get pizza. Blah blah blah. And then you get home, 
and like five minutes later like we did that in all in in phoenix and my buddy just texted us like we were all leaving a place and he's like i just got like 200 dollars worth of mcdonald's and it was like 20 bubbles 20 mcchickens you know 55 this 55 that it was incredible um it's always a clutch 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 and then because we did that with taco bell one night too and one guy woke up in the morning and said oh we got taco bell breakfast and we were like well technically <laughs> it is like it's a quesadilla from about 11 hours ago but that's yours if you want it so again i think the late night um food guy you know uber eats whatever i think that's almost just as um this is eric <laughs> me. For, for our podcast listeners, somebody tweeting at Elon Musk, I remember pouring you a glass at a friend's house in SF after another mutual friend's wedding in 17. I was decanting another, didn't want to wait, honey badger drinks when he wants. I made the clutch move of ordering us a pizza at 1 a.m. Eric's just a big, big into the clutch move of ordering <laughs> Peter pizza. Pham. Yeah. Shout out to Peter Pham. That Yeah, that's a hell of a move. Again, I think that move is just as clutch, if not more clutch, than the, the breakfast guy. We uh, we had a guy do that exact thing this weekend where he didn't let anybody know that he was letting the McDonald's order rip, and then it just showed up at the house like at the right moment. And do you guys know it's Grimace's birthday? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, we were we were vibing on. I've been waiting. Idea. I've been waiting to hear that. I've been waiting to hear that. This is a bit to, to go get um some of uh, Grimace's birthday shake, and one of those shakes showed up, and the boys are passing around having a taste, and it's. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good shake. Mm. Would recommend. So, I had a bachelor party I was at last year where someone tried to do this with pizza, carrying home pizza at the end, and unfortunately spilled garlic all over the pizza. So then nobody wanted to eat it. He was just walking around with the pizza, offering it to everybody, and we were just all making fun of him. It was a tough backfire of a bring home <laughs> food for the guys move. It was such a tough scene. I hate such that. a tough scene. Just, just got absolutely brutalized after that. Um, I've got the pick here. This is, I guess, a pretty simple concept, but I think it applies um, well in a bachelor party. When everybody gets the second wind, like the rally, there's just nothing like mm -hmm. when everyone's dead and it, somebody finds it and the next person finds it, the next person finds it. That is just an amazing feeling on one of these weekends um, to get the night going. So I'm just going to take the rally. Normally, like a, maybe like if you go – Friday night hard into Saturday and everyone's kind of slugs on Saturday and you kind of like go for breakfast. You get the early breakfast. And everyone's like, maybe you find it at brunch and then you get into an afternoon, like bar crawl or whatever it is. Um, after it's been a long down day one, cause you've like played golf probably. And then gone out that night, the rally is just such a good feeling when you can tell everyone's starting to vibe again, they get, everyone's getting the tunes going, whatever it might be. So I'm taking that. Mm. I like it. Perfect segue into mine. Yeah. That's good. We're segueing a lot here. Yeah. As Grady Dick gets picked by the Toronto uh, uh, Raptors in just an atrocious all time, suit. yeah, all time uh, atrocious jacket. Uh, so, so bad. But yeah, mine is a guy who always has the music going and who nails it every time. He just he picks mm. the vibe. He doesn't try to set the vibe. He compliments the vibe. And I think I was actually That's this guy in 2021. And I got to give you guys credit because that was right around the time that. I discovered uh, our friends, two friends, and I was bumping. I don't know which booty mix, big booty mix it was, but you know, I was with a bunch of guys who hadn't heard of them, and uh, you know, I was one of the MVPs, I think, because they were just always going out of the BTS. Just that the JBL was, I was getting my money's worth that weekend, and you know, it's great. The big booty is a very good bachelor party 
compliment from a music standpoint because everyone hears a little bit of what they want to hear. But I agree with you, Jake. It's a great point. You, if you're the guy that sets the vibe, you be, or like that tries to force the vibe with music, you become hated. Can't like you become like the guy in the group chat that's trying to go too hard. Like you have to feel out how everyone's feeling and not try to force your own music on everybody. That is a very, very big balance you have to set with the aux or with the Bluetooth speaker there. I I actually so my buddy just texted me. I tweeted out earlier about like running playlists. I wanted to see different people's. And my buddy was like, hey, send me some good playlists. I have a seven hour dry Mars. I sent him the one. So I was the guy who, again, I felt out the group chat like a couple days before. I think it was four or five days before the last bachelor party we went on. Hey, guys, I'm putting together a, a, a Spotify pay, like a Spotify playlist. I'm going to throw a bunch of songs on. And then I shared it with all them and like let them, what is it, like collaborate or whatever it is that they call it on Spotify. And I was like, throw on whatever you want to. But it was a majority of like me and this other guy just going at it. And at the, the bachelor party, they were like, just a plus playlist and again it's like that's your rating you're like there's no downtime there's no it's a little bit of everything if you again you got multiple people adding songs so yeah being the music guy is i mean you might you're driving the bus basically you're you're you know you're doing the ripping um kind of drive the sub you know do what you want you were the one controlling where that night goes pretty much mm. it's never also bad to like accept some requests like let me throw some things on the queue for you guys like what's what's a tune that's going to kind of get you going just yeah. get everybody kind of invested you got you got to get you got to get people invested you got to make them feel like they're a part of the process yep mm -hmm. and, um, am i snaking here is that how jake I'm... yeah okay i believe you are yes okay i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with something maybe a little bit different i don't know if you guys had thought of this but the moment of sincerity you know, this is a lot of a lot of testosterone flying around. A lot of you know, let's go to a strip club. Let's do this. What's up, fuckers? You know, we're gonna have a debaucherous time. Like it's always nice when you can. And sometimes guys brick this. They try to they try to force this too, where they like try to do a toast and they just kind of brick their toast or whatever it is. But when it's very organic, when you get a good toast or it's like a late night talk and you don't want it to be too stupid and like you know, oh, you mean so much to me, man. But like you know, it, it's good to have like a moment of sincerity with your friends sometimes. And when you get them, they're they're great. I like that pick. Yeah, yeah. I do too, actually. God, we're so wise we're and mature right now. Mm. Especially when it's a pretty like tight knit group and everyone we can kind of get in on we, we like we hate strip clubs and we like talking and, and, and making memories. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, sincerity. Um, I've got the pick here. Where do I want to go with this? I don't know if this is going to make sense. I feel like at a bachelor party especially when it's like a big one, like in like the like 12, 13, 14 people range, you kind of like get your kind of ride or die guys for the weekend. And I always think it's fun mm -hmm. when that's somebody you don't know as well. Like you just kind of click with someone that's on the trip. That's like maybe one of your buddies, like other friends or someone they work with or whatever. And you just kind of like have those like where it's like getting a little too much. Like that's my guy that I'm just going to go, you know, or maybe it's like you're sharing the room with them or whatever. Yeah. I like that on a bachelor party. I, there's just some kinship to like, hey, you and I are kind of both on the same page about we're trying to get out of the weekend, what our relationship is with the guy. Like, we're going to make fun of this other guy that's the what's up fuckers guy. We're going to make fun of that guy. Like, I like that. I like that bachelor party relationship. That's like one of my favorite parts of them. Clicking with a mutual friend. Just, that's what I wrote down. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. a good way to put it. Yeah. It's, it's the best when it's all like, it's like you, like, again, obviously in my shoes where it's like, 
oh, I'm at the bachelor party and another guy's a kid where it's like, ah, have it out. Like, you know, again, you walk up to him in the bar and you're like, <laughs> I remember last time I was at this like, and he's like, yeah. And then it's like, you have that understanding where you're both like, everyone's doing something. You're like, all right, I got to go. We got to go, you know, slink off and, and face the kids before bedtime. But yeah, there's always. Yeah. yeah I was gonna, you FaceTime your kids for a couple minutes right before we went yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then again, it's always like you see, oh, hey, I mean, yeah, you know, had a blast. We'll see you at the wedding in a couple of weeks. And then you see him again. And it's like, hey, this remember when I like, left early because we were old and tired? Like, that was fun. Like, that was good. So, yeah, those are always fun, fun, like new friendships. Good pick. Sincerity and, and making new friends. And then it's the, <laughs> can I can I extend it a little bit? Then it's the best when you see that guy at the wedding next. That's all. And then it's like, and then you have like the little memories to talk about. You see like, oh, you come in and like, you meet their significant other or whatever it is. That's always also a great, mm -hmm. a great, a great thing. It's like, oh, that was my guy. This is who I was telling, this is what I was telling you about. We were the ones who would wake up early. <laughs> and <laughs> it's always great. Uh, Jake. Oh, no. Sorry. Uh, RDT. <laughs> Way off here. Oh, is it me? Or the, these are my last two? E, yeah. Come well, on, you go. It goes you, then I go. Oh, that's right. My, yeah, my yeah, last yeah. Two. I'm sorry. I'm two. Yep. All right. Boys, um, boys, I would say it's been a while since we snake drafted. I haven't um, done a draft in a while. I know. I was. I will take being the cleanup guy, and I've done this at like two or three of them. All the bachelor party gone to like Saturday. You know, and everyone's kind of hanging out and just being like, "Hey, guys, listen." We got like we got to kind of keep it clean because that way, you know, when we're leaving Sunday evening or Monday morning or whatever, it's not a complete shithole. And you're just like constantly kind of like changing the trash, doing stuff like that. You're you're putting the recycling out and, and all that stuff, uh, cleaning up all the empties. Um, I did it the one morning I left my buddy's bachelor party. I I woke up. We were in Dewey, and I woke up and I was like, man, it's fucking hot in here. And I was upstairs cleaning before I left. And the oven was on at 4:50, so I turned it off and I said, all right, that's enough cleaning for the day. And nobody else was awake. It was just left on the entire night. Mm. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was a scary one. But uh, again, just being the cleanup guy. Because then everyone's like, hey, man, thanks. Like, we appreciate you, you know, you cleaning up or doing shit like that. So it's just, I guess you could say being the cleanup guy. Being the trash man. You, Call me the trash you, man. You also become just, like, beloved by everybody when you do that. Like, everybody appreciates mm -hmm. that guy. Like, everybody appreciates. Like, oh, man, like. Like, especially like you walk down and, and that person's like tossing stuff in the garbage. Like, oh, dude, that's awesome. Like, really appreciate you doing that. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like a dis distinctive sound when you're in that, in your bedroom, kind of hungover and you can hear downstairs like that clink of cans. <laughs> the red, the red solo being cups getting crushed. Being thrown into, yeah, uh, into a trash bag and everything. Yeah. It's you a hear the trash sound. bag. <laughs> yeah. Like someone opening up a new one, shaking yeah. all the empty. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's when you're like, because then it kind of kicks everyone else into gear where they're like, ah, oh, yeah. you know, I, like, let me do this one. I, you did, I saw you do that one earlier. I'll do that. It's just, it, again, some things, you know, being the trash man, not that bad. Uh, thanks. You have two to finish your draft. I'm going to take grilling. Do you uh, have an opportunity where it's an Airbnb or something or – if it's local, I don't know what the situation is, but if you can work in a good grilling session with the boys, um, I'd say that's a that's a good situation to be in. You know, who wants some man meat? I want some man meat. You know, <laughs> crack some jokes that way. You know, a little beef. That's what that's little, little. that's what's for dinner. You know, clink clink, playing with the tongs. Yeah, yeah. Everybody kind of stewing over it, kind of looking at it like, oh, I think commenting you know, on I it. Think, yeah. 
Yeah. Leave it out for another couple, you know. Yeah, looking pretty good. Nice. Oh, that, that one's let, that let one's it rip a little more. Yeah, good family, good really one. good family guy. Oh, you, you wanna, oh yeah, yeah, you can go then. All right, that's fine. You can do some, you know, shoot the shit. I like that. It's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to think about what where to go with my last one. I've had a couple things that are like very close to picks that have been made, so I'm trying not to go down that route. I'm just gonna take divide and conquer. Like it's very akin to you just kind of buddying up with somebody that's kind of new, but I think divide and conquer is a little bit different. There's this overwhelming pressure a lot of times for people to like stick together, and when you roll like 10, 15 deep or whatever, that can be really overwhelming. And there's obviously always going to be our, uh, like activities that you know a couple guys aren't into or whatever. So just like relieving that pressure and just like being very accepting of the idea that like, hey, five of us are going to go do this, five are going to go do that. We're all going to meet up at some point. There's going to be a mixing and matching of groups and stuff, but um, just like not having, I guess I'll I'll expand this a little bit, like not having a super regimented schedule that allows for mm-hmm. free play. You want to have like, you want to have some stuff scheduled, but you definitely want to leave plenty of blocks of free time. Like I saw probably the most of New Orleans, maybe one morning just with like three random guys, I want to say that were like, you know, mutual friends or whatever. And, you know, we just kind of took off walking and went out and got a couple drinks and it was, it was lovely. Great. Taylor and I have done the New Orleans thing on a bachelor party before. And there was definitely a subsector that sect of people that just wanted to go and explore and like see the cultural elements of New Orleans a little bit more. Whereas a couple of other people were just maybe hung over and wanted to go get some breakfast and kind of pick up the pieces. And like, it just, the pressure to just everybody do the same thing all at once and to have to stick to a schedule of some sort is nobody wants that. And then you had a couple of people at that bachelor party that were had food poisoning and were totally responsible for <laughs> 24 hours. Well, boy, I said the fly. Mm, not me. Said the bee. Um, that's a good pick. It's also like, I think finding the balance, as you said, Jake, finding the balance between like having you need to have like the tent pole activities, and then you have to like filter in the like, okay, we're a little flexible here, we're a little flexible here, a little flexible here. You just don't know how everyone's gonna react to what's going on. Yeah. Like that that helps you out. Like, yeah. Depending on where where you go, or like I guess it's different if you're like us a, a bachelorette, like rents a house in Deep Creek as opposed to one that goes to Austin. Like those are gonna be two kind of different experiences anyway. Um mm-hmm. RDT, your final pick. This is my my last one. Yeah. Um, this is kind of similar to Jake's. Just laughing with the boys. Just <laughs> shooting shit, making jokes, talking shit to people you know, on in high school or, or you know, you're busting balls about sports or something like that. Just I'll say like a kind of just like a lot. La- like I'm I'm picturing like around a pool. Or you know something like that, like in a backyard at the deck. Like I'm again, I'm thinking we rented an Airbnb, but it's just laughing with the boys, making the other boys laugh. Substance is very much involved in the life. What was it? Substance is very much involved. In here. Oh yes, 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 yes. Multiple beverages. Things are just things are flying around. You're letting it rip just all over, and and just everyone in the group is just. Air starts to smell a little funky, maybe, and you know. I, I, I don't I don't partake, but you know, if you want to, go for it. I don't but, know what you're talking yeah. about. I was just saying sometimes the air smells weird. 
making the boys laugh, laughing with the boys. So I wrote down laughing with the boys with an apostrophe at the end of laughing. So no G. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, like I'm, bet- I'm between. That's a good one. I'm between two to finish here. Um, I first also have to comment before I continue. This game in Omaha is unbelievable. I don't know if everybody it's else. So has. much this fun. Is, this is this is fantastic. One of, one of the great pitching performances between two teams. You've it's just awesome. Um, this is a little like RDT. I guess it's not. And I'm thinking of a like I I don't like gags like. I'm thinking of me and Banks in the same New Orleans one. Like we were at a bar and everyone was just doing strike three calls. Like that <laughs> then happened at another bachelor party I did in Dewey Beach last year. Everyone was doing strike three calls at the house. Like, I, and I don't know how to really define that. I'm just going to say like Inside the jokes. ongoing jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. just the gags. Like there's just like, there's just like everyone does it throughout the entire weekend and then it gets brought. I love the things to get brought back up at the wedding. Like that's one of my favorite parts of a bachelor party is, you know, it's like, oh, I remember when we did that. Um, with guys maybe you don't know as well, so I'm gonna take that. Um, I'll give my other one as a as a um, honorable mention, but I'm gonna take that for now. The strike three calls just came to my mind in two separate bachelor parties, and I was like, there's just something intangible to that that just becomes a thing sometimes. Mm. Uh, Jake, you can finish it out here. I don't think nobody picked drinking games, so I'm going to go with that. Just drinking games, play some oh, hockey, yeah. Yeah, some yeah. beer pong. Sure. You know, set up the uh, set up the um, red solo cups. You know, play some beer ball, a, a favorite of mine personally. Is he bad? Yeah. It, oh, it, you it, like the binge drink pussy? <laughs> it, and I had to, we had to get some mas- We had to get some masculinity in here, so I'm going to do it. And yeah, it's a good way to like build camaraderie too very quickly. I think like get somebody on your team that you don't know and like beer ball or whatever, and you start to just fucking like you know, talk shit to the other guys. That's just, it's a good way to get the, get the testosterone flowing a little bit, make some friends. I, I'm big into drinking games. Yep. So I was like, what, what, what's the big one? There's one you got served. I don't know if you guys ever played that or you probably call it by a different name. It's like a billion different cups in the middle. And it's the game where like you bounce it and then you have to, you get to yeah, slap, slap cup away and shit yeah. like that. Slap cup. Yeah. Slap cup and yeah. stack cup are big. Yeah. Hockey is another good <laughs> yeah. one where you spin the quarter. I love hockey. Um. Yeah, you can. You can always have a casual game of beer pong going too, which is nice. Yeah, beer pong is like a game like other people can be playing while other things are happening. Like guys are just sitting around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Good draft. That was one of my favorite ones we've done in a while. Yeah, it was could have gone longer too. I had a couple. Yeah, we, I had a couple honorable. Yeah, mentions, we can pop through some honorable mentions here in a second. Um, Banks took group chats. Um, guy who goes on the breakfast run, not having a strip club guy. Um, grilling and the dividing conquer. RDT takes golf, um, establishing a good pace, late night food run, being the cleanup guy, laughing with the boys. Um, <laughs> I like I like all these picks. Um, I took the first drink, the self ejection, um, cl- uh, the rally, clicking with mutual friends and gags. And Jake took airport beers, the guy that goes too hard on night one. Um, Ba, 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 ba. guy who nails the music the moment of sincerity and drinking games i really like all of those picks i don't know if anybody yeah, really missed here mm. there isn't one bad pick yeah Bachelor um, and i like great. how very i i like sometimes we get very general these are so hyper specific a lot of them which i think <laughs> is very good um 
My one that I was debating with, and then everyone can go around the horn here on on honorable mentions. I I like the bachelorette party interaction with the bachelor party. I think that's very fun. I thought about that, that too. A that's one. a fun one. Yeah. The yeah. boat. We, that's we did a boat thing, which was also a pick. Uh, I'll throw that as an honorable mention. Boating. Um, doing a boat rental. But we um we were on Lake Austin, and there's just an area called Party Cove. It's it's actually right by um the 13th tee box at um Austin Country Club. You literally just take a left right across the river the there. Fa- the famous um, picture of Dustin Johnson walking by the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was very much like right there next to that that area. Like it was cool. Um, hmm. But there are boats, just an area where boats and it's it's like almost strictly bachelor bachelor parties. There was like maybe 15 to 20 boats that were all just like in the same area. But a lot of them were tied up and it was probably. 200 to 250 people on bachelor bachelorette parties just totally in the mix together out on the water it was sick mm. we we my the the only time i've ever been to fenway me and my four friends went we flew up we had four seats in the right nature we were literally the four seats in between a bachelor and a bachelorette party and they were doing like drinking games and we were like 19 or 20 and we just ended up becoming like the referees and like rule we coming up at the game being like all right, we're the middle ground for these two, like for you, you know, for the two parties, and they didn't know each other, and it was like it was just an incredible time. It was a wild experience. So yeah, that that, that interaction. I love that. When we, yeah, it's it's a good time. Any other honorable mentions? I had some. Yeah, Brian, uh, did you have any more? Not realizing you're talking to a lady of the night until uh, like well into the conversation. <laughs> that didn't happen to you, did it? No, it happened to a uh, a friend of ours. I was just gonna say getting pickpocketed on Bourbon Street. Yeah, but, that's it. There's a oh, lot. There's wow. a lot that can happen on Bourbon Street. <laughs> I, <get> the pipe. <laughs> I hope he listens. Uh, <laughs> trying to get the pipe. Uh, saying you know, saying you're gonna try the local yeah. cuisine, but only ordering pizza every night. <laughs> I like that. I like that. A really good man. Let's let's go get Tex Mex. Like he's getting Domino's. Yeah, no. Just, yeah. We're gonna try this spot. We're gonna do that. It's just like fucking McDonald's, Airbnb, or uh, Uber yeah. Eats, or whatever. I was gonna take like the nice dinner out, like that. Yeah, you. Dinner. Yeah, the steak yeah. dinner. I wrote that down. Yeah, I was kind of in my head, but I pivoted as that went on. Um, and then I was gonna yeah, say like. Maybe a cameo from Ric Flair. <laughs> that would have been just a super random pick that I have no actual tie to, but I just thought it'd be funny to throw in the mix. <laughs> like would, cameo, like woo. the like the software cameo. Yeah, just getting like a cameo yeah. of Ric Flair. Okay, um, for your bachelor and everything, and just I just it's funny to me to to like oh we're gonna we got something for you throw it up on the TV and it's a cameo. That's pretty good. <laughs> I have one other one. I don't know if this will make sense. Like when you get to the end of the weekend, there are the people that know they booked the correctly timed flight home and the people that realize they booked a little too late and they just want to leave. (laughs) When you realize you booked the right flight home, that is an incredible feeling. Yeah. Like I had one where I was in Austin and I booked like it or no, the New Orleans one where I booked like an 1145 flight and some of the rest of you guys, like, I don't know if you were one of them black, like had like that, like late, like, four o'clock flight you guys needed to drop your bags at the airport because you couldn't oh um, yeah i wasn't that i don't know if you were fine though i just wasn't one of the food poison guys so i was fine yeah that was the thing yeah yeah (laughs) i was just like i knew i needed to get out of this thing and this is the i got the perfect the perfect time i needed to go i don't know i should um 
when what? when Marlon Humphrey uh, punches out a fumble from Juju Smith-Schuster and and more or less wins the game against the Steelers in overtime, that's a great bachelor party activity for me personally. That was yes, <laughs> yeah. When uh, when for some reason we stayed in New Orleans all day on Sunday and called a night flight out, and uh, I'm watching um, Lamar Jackson come back against the Vikings after throwing a million interceptions and then winning that game on a <laughs> overtime field goal as I'm in line at MSY. Great bachelor party activity. Hmm. There you go. Good Anything luck. else for anybody? I I had like, and and again, my my buddy describes it perfect. Like buying a round of beers or shots at the beginning of the night when everyone is sober enough to like remember. And so it's always, oh yeah, I owe one. You know, it, I wrote uh, it last two. It came down to cleaning guy and that. Yeah, I wrote down shots guy. Yeah, just like getting getting around early. Like, hey guys, you know, first buckets here. Here are first buckets or something like that, and and getting that one out of the way. Yep, that the way everybody remembers your your nice duties. I like that. That's a good one. Eric's a big credit guy. He loves he loves his credit. Yeah, Eric's oh, like yeah, uh, Eric's like Larry David. Yeah. He has to get the credit for uh for the, his donation. Yeah, the anonymous stands, uh, with the with the uh, the tip, yeah, the calzone, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's just it's nice to it's nice to nice things, and then people pay you back for it. It's like Dwight and the uh, I owe you one. <laughs> well, it's another it's another Larry David thing where he buys the gift certificate uh, certificate for like the uh, other couple, and then they don't take him to the dinner, and he gets mad about it. <laughs> like Ted Danson, Larry, <laughs> Larry. This is such a good game. Um, let us know, uh, listeners, if we missed anything. I feel like we nailed a, a lot of things. I'm sure there's like, you know, a couple of things we didn't get to, but that was very robust. Um, and before I move on, let me get in our, since I got my hot take in in the middle of that, uh, let me get in this ad read. Uh, Black Eyed Black Susan Spice Company is our absolute favorite hot sauce option, not to mention a small local startup just like us. Who wouldn't want to support that? Try their small batch, ultra unique, many-time award-winning hot sauces and dry rubs today. They're from Maryland and proudly wave the best state flag in the country while supporting all of our state's teams. Go to blackeyedspices.com and use the code EXIT52 at checkout to receive 10% off. That's blackeyedspices.com. Discount code EXIT52 for 10% off. Very much appreciate their support. Does anyone else have any other hot takes to throw out? I'll move to Nick Kander medley if not. But I, I kind of got mine in. The, the the strip club, just overrated on a bachelor party. Very overrated. I, got, I was I considering so. going in the same route, so I'd echo what you say, Taylor. Go ahead. Wow, Eric. a universal agreement among yeah. the, the boys on the hot take. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know free. if that makes it. Yeah, yeah. I hope people get flamed for that. Come, come at us. Come at us for that take. You're telling right, me you're really, if you're defending them super hard, like really hard, you're kind of telling on yourself. You're telling on yourself. You're so, telling on yourself. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like think it through before you tweet. Like, <laughs> um, Nick Kidder medley, Maryland man, person, woman, child thing of the week. Um, RDT. I will go with, a friend of the program, Nick Kaner Medley. It was a year ago today we put out that episode. There you go. Wow, you got fun. What a Again, I, I still think that was our better episode. Like that was the that was a very cool, like fluid, like it kind of came out of nowhere, and we were like, yeah, let's let's have him, him having on. to and deal I, with his I, daughter in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, like I again, I I think that was one of the better 
interviews that, that we've ever had on there. He was, and so I, yeah, when I woke up this morning and I saw it in the memories, I was like, oh man, like that was, that was cool. That, that was just a really cool one. So I'm giving my Nick Intermedley to him. I don't know that we've had a better interview where it was like, okay, nostalgic character. People haven't heard from him in a while. So it's cool for people mm -hmm. to hear from him. And then just like total unexpected candidness with stories that just no one has known about. And just like, wow, I didn't realize that guy was, cause he's, he was so, I mean, literally overseas, like you don't hear from him. You didn't realize like your perception of him was when we were 10, 15 years old, you know, around that range, you don't realize how much personality the guy had and how like funny he was. And, um, just kind of, uh, <laughs> how much of a college kid he was, even though you're like, you were looking up to him at that age and be like, Oh, this guy's a God. He's a, a left left-handed sniper shooting threes out there. And, uh, you look up to him and he's a national champion and all those things. But in actuality, he was just like a debaucherous, you know, college kid. What's just up fuckers. Tearing, just, I don't know. <laughs> just ripping. I don't know if. If he's on Twitter now again, I think he's gone. I don't think he is. I think he's, he may just yeah, be gone. He, the night. I'm not like, sure if we know how to reach him again. Isn't he on to. another another platform that you guys email. found him on? I uh, I think I have more. I, 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 I could probably get it. I could probably get his kind. We've had him back at. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say you, interview, so Yeah, you've got another connection sitting right in front of you who might be able to just get that for you. You know, through other. Yeah, but channels. we don't want to. We, we, we can work that cow. But it was we cool. Like he got an awesome. It was it was unfortunate. He was. I believe I'm getting this right. He was the um, honorary captain for the UCLA game. So when he got brought out onto the court, we were down about a hundred. Um, I think he would have gotten a much more raucous ovation should it have been in a situation where the Terps were in the game in front of that big of a crowd. He is really um, just just you have certain guys from certain eras where the teams didn't win a ton, but they're still beloved. Like he's one of those guys from Maryland. DJ Strawberry is one of those guys from Maryland. Daryl Morsell is one of those guys from Maryland. There's just like a few guys. And Kinder Medley is one of those guys. Like the post-national title years, he's probably the most beloved. Of Gilchrist has the like AC tournament moment, which makes him kind of brings him into that stratosphere too. But in the like Chris McRae, Travis Garrison, Hassan Fafana, Will Bowers, like all of those two recruiting glasses, Kinder Medley is kind of among the most beloved. Um, mm -hmm. I'll go here real quick because we're we we talked quickly about Maryland. I have to take um, another guy who's going to be on this show. And we're going to have him on in the next couple weeks as well. The new head coach of Maryland baseball, Matt Swope, all-time Maryland guy. Um, gets elevated to the head coaching job with um, um, another one of my guys, uh, Rob Vaughn, heading on to Alabama. Um, so congrats to Rob as well. But Swope is a guy that went to Maryland, um, played there, has you know been a part of the baseball program for about ten years in an official capacity, and a little bit more before that, and um, really gets his like ultimate dream job. Um, and I know he's been nice to multiple, um, including me. Obviously, worked with with Swope closely, but. Um, was Banks, you told a great story. You told him the show before with Swoper on and then on your Twitter about him helping club baseball, sort of sight unseen. RDT's got a relationship with him as well. So um, really cool for a guy that like is a Maryland guy through and through, like grew up here, the Matha guy, um, grew up, you know, kind of bleeding Maryland red is kind of the thing that everyone said about him, but very happy for him. So happened last week, but had to get that in. Yeah, Lamont Wade was on Glenn Clark uh, the other day, and he said, like, this guy could be, like, a hitting coach in the big leagues right now if he wanted to be. And, like, he's just sticking around and, yeah. like, you know, doing right by the program. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He, like, totally – Lamont sort of, like, credits him with saving his major league career. Um, and he's had some, like, big-time guys um, come down to college park and work with him and really has kind of 
developed his method from a hitting standpoint and put together two of the best offenses in the country and the best in Maryland history over the past couple of years, um, including some guys that will get par- picked very early in a couple of weeks in the MLB draft. Matt Shaw will be a first-round pick. So um, very happy to see that and, and glad that he's that he's stuck around to lead the program. Um, and hopefully they, they continue their winning ways. They lost in the regional to this Wake Forest team that is currently in one of the better college baseball games I've seen in a long time that includes no runs scored through ten and a half innings. So shout out to Swope. Uh Banks. That was better than I could have done. I think I did it last week, but you just as as I would expect, you just kind of took that one to the next level. Um so well said on that. Um uh, I'm going to use this as the uh, the window of opportunity to uh, to give a shout out to Wyndham Clark. Um, Wyndham Rewards Clark. That's right. Yeah, we didn't touch uh, touch on U.S. Open at all. Um, so I guess this is the opportunity to do so. Uh, I'll be honest, I guess a champion it doesn't really not really fired up by Wyndham Clark. Um, but God damn it, did the guy earn it? Um, I think he had everything thrown at him um, in terms of uh, really great competitors. You know, Rory was right there breathing down his neck. Um, you know, Scotty Scheffler was in the mix after holding that one out late on Saturday. Um, obviously we know the story with Ricky, but, um, it's a U.S. open environment and, uh, he found himself in a lot of those typical like U.S. open type situations, just, you know, deep rough, um, took a couple drops. I remember late on Saturday and just, um, seemed to have an answer for every punch that was thrown at him. And that's that's kind of what you want to see from a U.S. Open champion. He edged it out by a stroke. I'd say that's, you know, that's just proof positive that, you know, every smart decision he made along the way when he kind of took his medicine a couple times, um, you know, you need a little luck here and there. But he, uh, he went out there and earned it, and uh, he showed some big uh, cojones on Sunday. Um, so congratulations to him. I was rooting for just about everyone on the leaderboard, but like as that leader, as, as the round started to progress, I was like getting more and more in on him. Like he kind of, it was kind of mm-hmm. some speed vibes out there. Like he was talking to the ball every single shot. He's like, you could see him just physically living and dying with it. And like, but he was still like, to your point, he kept his composure and like he was doing the thing that like when you play with a scratch golfer and they just like are so casual and they're just like flipping the ball onto the, the tee box. They're not even teeing it up on par threes. Like that's a cool move always. <laughs> so he was doing that. And then he was like, just melting those long irons with those like looping fades into like the long par threes. And like, he was just hitting the shit out of it with his driver. And then he had a great, uh, great show of emotion there at the end when he, uh, he dropped the putt in and he just immediately just burst into tears and was walk- walking around. And I think Ricky had some nice words for him too, which was cool. Uh, classic yeah. Rick. Yeah. Classic Rick. He was, and like, you know, it was convenient for him cause he didn't have to walk out onto the 18th green. He was already there to congratulate the guy. So yeah, very, very nice for Ricky, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know who my Nick Caner Medley Man of the Week is not is Los Angeles Country Club, and to Ooh, some extent, I was wondering if you'd go there. To some extent, the USGA. I mean, what an absolute disgrace that what they allowed to happen to our national championship. That is not what this is supposed to be. This elitist corporate, like you know, people up in these private tents, and we're going to buy out all these tickets. Like that is not the United States Open Championship to me. Not my U.S. Open. And when it goes to Riviera in ten years, I hope they fucking stick it to them and they open open it up to literally every person they can. And they pack that grounds out, and it's a raucous environment because that was not befitting of that golf course, which is awesome. Could have been a lot better. Okay. I think I that's, think that's more, well said. Yeah, I, I think it's more on the USGA. It's like both. if you're going to give it to LACC, you know you're you're getting in bed with. You know what they're going to do. Like they're 
the the, cl- the club has given you every indication that they're probably not going to open it up. And so, like, why would you even? I mean, I guess you. It's such an interesting thing though, because it's like you know there are the people that are like, we really want this to be at a cool golf course, and maybe LICC doesn't have like the infrastructure to have like a million people on there, but you gave it to a cool golf course. But they they missed whatever that balance is. They they clearly missed it in terms. There's of just there. Are, it was you, cool to watch. I did like watching the golf course. On yeah, TV the course the course is exceptional, but there's just like there are image issues with. I think all of professional sports right now, but there are big image issues with golf and accessibility and all the bullshit that has been going on with the money that is coming into golf right now. And, you know, some of it being unsavory, like it's just a, it's a bad image. I mean, I'm legitimately like not happy with the way that that played out. Like it's just, it's a really bad look like, and whoever's, whoever's fault it is, whether it is the USGA, I think Mike Juan, I don't think he made the agreement with them. I think that was previous leadership. Um, but you know, sack up a little bit, have some pride, uh, from both parties, figure it out. Pinehurst is going to be great next year. And I'm excited for a palate cleanser. Yeah, I think, um, I think in the early going, especially since the scores on Thursday were so low, that was, um, there was a lot of discourse about the course, um, as a whole. And I think as the week in advance, I think more appreciation for the course itself, um, emerged. And I was, um, I was ready to kind of be there with the take like, Oh guys, like this actually was just a fine U S open. This was fine. Like it wasn't as a big a deal as everybody made it out to be. But the real thing to complain about is correct. is just like the fact that I don't know, it was like some like 75% of those tickets didn't go to people, you know, boots on the ground, general admission type of people. Um, the one, I guess qualm and it goes against a little bit of me just kind of giving a congratulations to Wyndham Clark, of course, is, um, Obviously, him on 72nd hole, you know, spraying a tee shot a good good 30 yards away from, like, the, the middle of the fairway and just having the most forgiving fairway out there, which, like, okay, I think I'll, I'll defend him in the sense, like, I don't – he's not going to, like, absolutely open it up off that tee if he doesn't have that wide open of a fairway. So I don't think it's fair to just say, like, Oh, he hit it that far right. He, you know, would have been so far into the rough if it was more narrow. No, I'm sure he would have hit more of like a fairway finder if the situation was different. But that's kind of the point is yeah. that he just got he's just in a position where you're not timid on the 72nd tee. There's no there's no pressure to that tee shot. That in itself is a problem. You gotta yeah, you gotta grow it up. But I mean, I was kind of a little I was fuming about that in the moment, uh, as a big Rory guy. I've been rooting for the Rory breakthrough for you know, forever now, but it's been really ratcheted up the last couple of years. But I don't know, man. Like you gotta you gotta give Wyndham his credit there because he you know, put himself in a position where he had to make par from where he was in the fairway. Like that's not a gimme par even from there because he got that bunker to deal with. Rory put himself in the fairway in great position to make three and he didn't do it. So be better, Rory. That's my other take. LSU, it's a walk-off homer. What a freaking game. Mm, that was fun. Game. I literally had just texted my friends, I never want this game to end. That was incredible. What a freaking game. That ball was hammered. Tommy Hard tanks. to get it out of that. Tommy Hard tanks, to get it out baby. of that ballpark. God, this reminds me. They just This is Wake's closer. This reminds me when Kevin Mooney got walked off on and – Oh. And when we were at Maryland, and he like was nails all year, and he got walked off in the biggest moment. That's so tough to see your that happen to your closer. Ugh, mm. I feel so bad for this guy. Um, Jake, you you did an anti one. Do you have a pro Nick Hanner medley you would like to get in here before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm gonna go with my boy, uh, Carmi Jeremy Allen White, the Bear, back for season two. 
this coming week. Great, great show last year. Really enjoyable. It's supposed to be another good season two here on, I guess, FX, but it's going to be on Hulu, too. That's where I watched it the first time. Big fan of the bear. So excited to have that back. Any bear watchers nice. in here? Guess not. Check it out. <laughs> heard of it. Have not watched it. Heard, heard great things it. about it. It's very good. Yeah, I heard it was awesome. It's a good binge watch. Every episode's like 30 minutes. One of them is even shorter than that. And very, very cool, I might add. And uh, yeah, just a good, like, if you've got, you know, if you got a, a couple hours to spare, just sit down and binge a couple of those. It's good. Uh, yeah, me and the gal started Suits the other night, so we're uh... Suits is I, oh, I yeah. they just, just put that on USA. Netflix. They just well, put, USA Network. They put that on Netflix. I, I was a big Suits guy back in the day, so I actually did watch the pilot last night. I fell asleep to it. I'm enjoying it. It's a, a lot very. Of sh- it's like right. as in between as I can think of of a show that's like between that just network television and prestige just TV cookie cutter nonsense and like actual like good television in a, in a good way. Like it's a nice balance of the two. It reminds me of justified in that way. I don't know if you guys ever watched that show, but justified could like, yeah. like be the best TV you've ever seen for one season and then be like a USA show like that for the other seasons. So, which is, you know, that's fine. So, that's our TV talk of the week, I guess. I was gonna say suits. Suits was always a commercial during when I would watch Monday Night Raw. There were so many suits commercials on USA. Shouts so to uh, shout out to Meghan Markle in the news lately, and and to Bill Simmons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah everyone's favorite Megan. Everyone's favorite Meghan Markle. How about if you had told me, you know, I don't know, however many years ago that there'd be a public spat between Bill Simmons and the wife of Prince Harry, I would have told you you were a lunatic. And that is what happened this week. Public sniping from Spotify executive Bill Simmons to Meghan Markle, the wife of Prince Harry or girlfriend or whatever they are. Insane. That's an insane. That's just we are living in a bizarre world. Um, I, and that's I think I didn't know that. Well, Banks is always Banks is always saying that uh, Banks is always saying that podcasters should conduct their own fucking interviews, and he's like really hitting on the fucking. Like he wants you to know that he swears and he's an edgy kind of guy. Says <laughs> says so the guy dropping the oh what's up fuckers uh, <laughs> joke like that was, that was that was satire. <laughs> I was making fun of it. Everybody knows that. <laughs> insane yeah spotify executive bill simmons which is also wild i don't think most people I, knew that i had no clue and i kept being like is this a different bill simmons like this can't be a different it has to be the same no. one spotify yeah. bought the ringer yeah um it did a while ago at this point yeah. it was a while ago at this yeah. point yeah right around yeah. the time they got rogan yeah. i think yep rogan car daddy that was that all happened in like a four or five month span yeah. um that's a good way to end it Great to be back on the show with you fellows. Great draft. Um, hope Spenny's doing well with whatever he's doing with his <laughs> night tonight. Um, we always we always wish him the best. And uh, you can follow all of us on social media. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll start with Spenny. You can follow him at Ravens4Dummies, the number four. Um, you can follow Eric at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. You can follow Jake Luke. That's just his name, Jake Luke. You can just... Follow, just got to type his name in and they find him. You can follow me at Taylor Spenny. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow the podcast at Exit 2 Podcast on all of your social media platforms. Um, Jake, you have some exciting stuff coming up. I, when are you announcing that project that you're doing? Am I just Can I just tease an announcement? You can tease something. Something's coming. It's going to be a couple weeks, but uh, it, hashtag content okay. is on the way. Watch this space. 
Okay, really cool stuff, I think, that you put together there that you sent us, uh, you gave us a little sneak peek of. So people should be on the lookout for that. So I'll do a, a tease, an announcement of an announcement, a tease of an announcement of an announcement. Mm, we're following after it. We love the NFL around here, and we're, we're pulling an NFL move. We're announcing the announcement of yeah. the schedule. Yeah, exactly. Um, so very excited uh, to see uh, your stuff on that. Thanks to all of our sponsors, uh, Black Eyed Susan Spice Company, Fed Thrill. Um, Jimmy Seafood, uh, Federal Men, I had some XV2 merch up as well. Appreciate all of their support. And we will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood. See you. <laughs>